if we have faith in karma, we have strong belief in karma, then it can help us to uh, make a determination to prevent future suffering. How do we do that? By making a determination to stop negative actions. Okay. We also establish the foundation for our permanent freedom from suffering, liberation, and also for our future enlightenment. But what about the karma we already created? We're gonna, we've made a decision maybe, <laughs> maybe you haven't, but some maybe did, to stop making any more bad stuff, not doing any more. So we make that decision, that's moral discipline. What about all the stuff we have collected? Someone asked a question. So we can engage in what's called purification practice. Okay. But first of all, before we think about that, I want to look in more detail about the workings of karma because the, the more uh, detail we understand the more determined we will be <laughs> to do something about it you know i think in general um, we can say that actually although people deny karma and cause and effect and so forth actually everybody actually believes it Everybody actually, deep down, they have a feeling for it that if you do bad stuff, you get bad stuff. You do good stuff. You, everyone's got some kind of um, appreciation of that. But still, of course, they can deny and say, "No, no, it's not true. It's not true." The reason that happens, the reason people deny, is generally because of a lifestyle. You know, the kind of lifestyle that they've gotten themselves into, whatever kind of things they're doing. Um, maybe they are a gangster on dealing drugs or something. But if you're doing that kind of life, then it's quite difficult then to say, oh yeah, karma, I accept deeply. I deeply accept karma. And every time I deal drugs or every time I shoot somebody, then I'm storing up problems for myself in the future. It's quite difficult to do that. And so the default, it's much easier to just deny it and say, no, I'm not going to change my life. I'm just going to carry on doing what I've always done. I'm going to deny karma. It's the main reason, I think. It's not really a reason at all. It's just a, a laziness, you know, it's an aspect of laziness. But for those who have some uh, belief, some faith, then, like I say, the more uh, knowledge we have, the more understanding we have about it, <laughs> frankly, the more terrifying it becomes. <laughs> and you just think, I don't want anything to do with bad stuff anymore because it's just too painful. This was my personal conclusion. I just fed up with creating my own suffering. But that takes a long time to come to that resolution. Um, for example, it, re it, it requires a, a sense of responsibility that is quite enormous, you know, like a, the example of the guy who's banged up in jail all his life for something he didn't do. For him to accept and say, yeah, I, I, it must have been something I did. That's, that's a big thing to accept, isn't it? Like, a huge, what did I possibly do and so forth? Um, so anyway, in this session, I want to talk about the various factors that make actions strong or weak. Okay. So this is to do with negative action. Talk about negative actions first, because they're the ones we, we have to stop.
there are six factors, six, six things which impinge on the power of our negative actions. They are the object of the action, the thing that we're doing the action towards, uh, the nature of the action, the intention with which we do the action, the method that we use to do the action, how often the action is committed, and whether or not we apply an antidote or an opponent to the action, negative actions. <laughs> so, not sure I can handle this. Right, the nature of the action. Some negative actions are naturally more non-virtuous than others. Just naturally. They're naturally non-virtuous. They have a natural... Within themselves, they are naturally negative, like killing. Killing is naturally negative. There's no way you can say it's a positive action in itself. In itself, killing is negative. Why? Because you're taking a life, for example. Yeah. So... Um, Yeah, among the three negative actions of body um, and the four of speech, so the four of speech, the three of body are killing, stealing, and sexual misconduct. Killing, stealing, <laughs> sexual misconduct. And the four of speech are lying, divisive speech, hurtful speech, and idle chatter, gossip. Okay? So these are seven actions, three of body and four of speech. And out of these, killing is the most severe, okay? Killing is the most severe. Why? Because we're taking someone's life away. And then it's in decreasing order, stealing, sexual misconduct, lying, divisive speech, hurtful speech, and idle chatter. So it's like a hierarchy. Killing's the top, idle chatter's the bottom in terms of severity. Idle chatter, just chatting away to your friends, how does that compare to killing? Obviously, extremes, aren't they? So the kind of gradient, you know, and then I already said about the three negative actions of mind, covetousness, malicious thinking or malicious thought and uh, holding wrong views. Of these three, it is holding wrong views that is the worst. Because, as I said, it opens the door, closes the door to spiritual practice, opens the door to all kinds of negative stuff. So did you talk about shopping? I'm just curious. No one asked a question about that. Right, so just, just like now, covetousness is a mind that wants something that belongs to someone else. And out of delusion, attachment usually, it makes a plan to get it, and it decides to get it. So let's imagine you, you, you see, you walk past a store and you see in the window uh, a nice cushion. Yeah, that's nice. I <laughs> think, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll think about that. When I get paid, um, I'll go and buy it. So that's what you do. You wait for payday and you go down to the store. It's still in the window, still available. So you hand over your however many dollars and you, um, you have the cushion. It's yours. Yeah. So how is just thinking about doing that negative? How? Oh, don't know. Okay, well, think about it. Think about it. We think deeply about this one. It's the deepest problem we've got: desire as attachment. Ignorance is a bit deeper, but this one 
you know, it, it, it makes us really confused about things. We're confused. Why are we confused? Because we want something. We want something. But that wanting produces suffering. That wanting in itself produces suffering. Yeah? Like Buddha says, uh, like mistakenly identifying a poisonous drink to be nectar. Ooh, there's a nice, ooh, look at that, nectar, look at that. Next minute we're dying because it was cyanide. So <laughs> it's quite easy. So objects of attachment, like nice cushions, sleep <laughs> seems very innocent, doesn't it? Just a nice cushion. Where does it lead to? What's the karma? Where's it taking us to? What pathway are we following? You will think about covetousness quite a lot. Anyway, holding wrong views is the worst, but covetousness is the least dangerous of the three negative actions of mind. Even though I've made you worry about it. Ha-ha. <laughs> so the second factor is the intention. I talked about this before. The intention, the degree of negativity depends on the power of the delusion, the power of the delusion. For example, to kill in a violent rage is more negative than to kill with mild anger. <laughs> so it's still killing, okay? You're still killed. But on the one hand, you've got a violent rage. Kill! On the other hand, it's just, oh, buff, dead. So you may think, well, hang on a minute. But you see, it's not to do with the object in this case, with the object coming in a minute. It's now to do with the power of the intention, isn't it? I'm really, really angry, and I'm, I'm only slightly irritated, so you're dead. There is a difference in the mind. 